It's the wrestling talk that happens after they kick us off the air. It's the finishing move, the dark matches. And now your hosts, Big John Radcliffe, Road Dog Adam Gillespie, and the bearded wrestling fan Chris Colwell. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the finishing move, the dark matches. Big John Radcliffe along with my tag team partner Adam the Road Dog Gillespie, the OG finishing move. Back in full effect as Gillespie tears up a computer over there next yeah, to me. Yeah, I don't know it's blinking at me. Stop downloading adult entertainment. You can't, you're not supposed to download that kind of stuff over here, bro. How are you, Road Dog? What's I'm going on, man? I'm doing good now that I got my midget porn up, pulled up on Whoa. this computer over here. I'm doing great. <laughs> wow, I don't think we can say that word, even on the podcast. It's not politically correct, Adam. Porn? What's wrong with that word? No, 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 the other one. The word, <laughs> the word before that one. Oh. Your descriptive version. Little people of- porn over here. There, Blaren, wow. it's looking good oh. and short. It's that's what I like about it. Short clips. Oh boy. Okay. Well, tonight on this edition of the Finishing Move, which you can hear every week on the Atlanta Sports X ATLSportsX.com, we will bring you just some behind the scenes stuff that we like to talk about. And also, you can follow us on social media. Road Dog, where can they find you? Road Dog Six Eighty on Twitter, and you can find me at John Rad Four Fifty, as well as the third member of our team who is not here, but he joined us for the show as he had to take off. Chris Colwell. I don't know where you can find him at. He changes his name way too much. Bearded something at this point. I don't know. I, I, I've stopped. And I don't mean any harm when I say that. I, I've stopped. But I had a question. And it popped into my head. And this came, honestly, uh, on the heels. And not to go to a morbid place here. But it came on the heels of uh, the tragic event that took place a few weeks ago with Kobe Bryant. And ultimately where Kobe Bryant being one of the greatest basketball players that we've probably seen in our time. It made me start to think, do we appreciate the greatness that we have? And it made me think about a topic that we talk about here on The Finishing Move regularly, and that's Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, the current WWE champion, where even though he does disappear with the WWE championship pretty much all the time. are he we comes not, and goes, for sure, no doubt. Are we not appreciating the greatness that he is? And the reason I say something like that is when you think of like those special superstars, and I'm talking about next level special. I'm not talking about the Fiend is working on getting to that point. He's not there yet. But the Undertaker, it was huge to have the Undertaker only show up at WrestleManias. He became special to us. Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, The Rock. These are some names that they are at special points in terms of the wrestling lexicon that for us, it is a magical thing when they show up. Brock Lesnar ultimately could be someone who's like that. Now, where we're upset because we don't see the champion. We don't see him defend it that often. But the fact that when he does return, you know you're going to get something. I mean, it came the start of Suplex City. Whatever you want to say, however you feel about it, Suplex City is something special, special and it's memorable. Are we not appreciating Brock Lesnar for the greatness that might be in front of us? I, I think you're right. I think a lot of fans don't. And I was one of those fans on this show uh, last year talking about it aggravates me when he has the championship and he disappears for months at a time and basically only shows up for the big four and maybe once or twice here and there in between. Uh, but I have turned the page on on Brock Lesnar given the last few months. Uh, I have taught myself to enjoy him when he's there because when he is there, it is special. And I do enjoy what he does when he comes in. When Suplex City started in SummerSlam against uh, John Cena, and he won that championship, beating John Cena within minutes or minutes, 
of of the the bell ringing might have been a minute, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was I, I had I know uh, uh, the partner that we talked about that's not here, Chris Colwell. He does not like Brock Lesnar, and he has voiced that opinion on our show, the finishing move, uh, the regular show that you hear every week, uh, Thursday night on Atlanta Sports X at seven o'clock. But I really have, and it's interesting that you bring this up because I was going to talk about this uh, on the show as well. Uh, in recent weeks, for whatever reason, his name has been brought up and asked, um, what do you think about this guy? And John Cena really started it by saying that he is one of the best wrestlers of all time. And now Roman Reigns has sort of echoed those um, that sentiment, saying that when he wrestles, it is special. And he gives Brock uh, credit for elevating his career back in 2015 at WrestleMania when those two uh, wrestled. And now I was just reading an article before the show where Booker T uh, chimed in and agreed, too, that he also believes that Brock Lesnar is a very special entity and should be considered one of the all-time greats. Yeah, it's one of those things. And I'm look, I'm with you. I remember the early, you know, those who've been... Listeners of the finishing move on the Atlanta Sports X 1230 AM 106.3 FM. We, you know, I was critical of him because I was just like you. We don't see the belt. Where's the belt? This is when he was the universal champion. And the belt's conspicuous by its accent absence. And we don't see it. Where could it be? Where could it be? And then, like I said, that the events took place and it became one of those things. And even those moments where they might be finite and far and few between. And what I mean by that is those moments where uh, with R-Truth, where he comes in the ring and he's dancing with R-Truth and he humanizes himself. He makes himself normal. He, he takes himself out of the beast incarnate. It becomes kind of normal and a little comical for a little bit, but then he immediately snaps back to that monster. He had that moment back in the early years uh, when he took on Eddie Guerrero, where he came out in the sombrero and he's dancing with the mariachi band. He humanized himself. And it's one of those things when I looked at it in its totality. And even if you started going down the WWE roster, I started thinking about that of like, you know, there are some people that I want to appreciate them while they're here. And he was the first person that stuck out in my mind because, I mean, you know, you can go down the laundry list. There are some who will make themselves to that to that point, I think, eventually, uh, i.e. like an AJ Styles. I think he'll be someone that will always remember and will be special to us. But when I think of those special superstars, like you said, Hulk Hogan is someone who's special to you. He, he's the lexicon of wrestling for both of us. Um, the New World Order is special to us. Yeah. I mean, that was a resurgence in the 90s for WCW, and that's literally what took them to beat uh, the, uh, Raw when they were going head-to-head on Nitro. So they made – I mean, that that NWA, no matter how way you look at it, they made an impact on the world of wrestling. Even, you know, and I look at some other stars like, okay, Seth Rollins is good. Seth Rollins is an amazing talent. He's an amazing wrestler. Right now to me, and maybe because he's been oversaturated to us to some degree, he's not special. Triple H. Triple H, by far and away, is one of the most amazing wrestlers, a, a great wrestler, future Hall of Famer, whenever they're ready to induct him. and well, put He's him already in, in with DX, and technically. Yes. When he's ready to go in on its own, he'll be another one, but he he's not at that special point. But like I said, I, and I used it, I, I, when I thought about this, I used The Undertaker as my muse of The Undertaker is still, and look, I, I'm just, I'm critical of it. You know I am. Look, I don't want to see him in the ring because, you know, what's the old adage? You hate to see your heroes fall apart. But The Undertaker's special. Whether he was, when he came out with Paul Bearer, Brother Love, Carrying the Urn, or whether he became the American Bad A, or even back to being the dead man. Well, you say ass on the podcast. Oh, you know, your, your daughter's listening. I don't, I don't want her to be afraid of black people. 
the next thing you know, you know that, that comes. Daddy, listen to the kind of language he used. You know, I don't, you know, I don't want your daughter listening. All right, Madison, don't pay attention to that. That was your dad who said that, not not Uncle John. No, <laughs> but you know, and and even when you go down the roster, like I said, AJ Styles, he's another one. Is the Big Show special? Oh, maybe this is one of those ones that we don't currently appreciate, like we did for a time with Brock Lesnar. But for me, if we're talking top 10 wrestlers of all time, no, he's not making my top 10. And I don't know if that's because they burned him uh, by flipping him face and heel so many times. It just became... He turned face and heel four times in one match. match. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's kind of what soured him a little bit, but he is an amazing talent. I mean, a, a, a guy of that size and strength... To be able to go out and do what he does, I, I give him a lot of credit. But is he going to be one of the top wrestlers of of all time? When I look back, no, I don't think so. Roman, He's not Andre the Giant, correct? I mean, that's special. I it, think now was Andre, I, and don't get me wrong, Andre the Giant is a special. Did the stories behind Andre the Giant make him even more special? I mean, you, you think about well, especially the, the, the beer ones, and the wine the one, drinking. Mm-hmm, the ones that have definitely come out since yes. his passing definitely has kind of enhanced that legend of Andre the Giants. And maybe even more so for those of us who kind of probably came late to the career of Andre the Correct. Giant and didn't see, obviously, the 70s. Uh, where he was, I guess you and I, we would have started around the time. I mean, Hulk Hogan slammed him. Yeah, been, at three, we would have been right about there. Uh, but yeah, I, but yeah, I, I definitely think those those stories that have come out since then have really enhanced that legend. Now, another name I wanted to throw out there, and I'm willing to bet on Twitter, I, I'd get some argument and flack about this. Is Roman Reigns special? No, <laughs> no, nothing from the flats has ever been special. Oh, you made this personal now. I've wondered that about Roman Reigns, and I know another name that I'll throw out there, John Cena. Is he at a special point? Because maybe we needed the time away. Is has separation made the heart grow fonder of John Cena? And he's someone that we'll look at and say, you know what, we just didn't appreciate him because look how he evolved. I mean, I, um, if Cole was here, he would probably be shocked by this answer because I've known Colwell for a lot of years now working here. Uh, at Dickie Broadcasting, and I've always espoused my dislike Wait, of John Cena. You what? Dispoused? Disposed? No, dispoused is right. Okay, we'll go with that. Talked about my dislike. Stop using words of, you don't know what they mean. <laughs> what, I got the word of the day calendar, and I'm trying to work <laughs> them all in. Uh, I have always talked about my dislike of John Cena to Chris. Uh, I don't like him as a wrestler. I'm not going to start cheering for him when he comes out in a couple weeks on SmackDown and makes his return. But when I do look back at his career now, I do give him credit because he basically had to take the WWE and put it on his shoulders and hold it up for a very long time. And he did that very successfully, whether I was a personal fan of his or not. So, yes, I do. When you look back at him and his career, because I believe we're in the twilight of his career where he's only going to be around once every blue moon. He's moved on to Hollywood for the most part. Hollywood um, Cena. I do believe that he's going to be probably in that top 10. He's not on my Mount Rushmore, but he's going to be in the top 10. Now, I, I got a name here that, you know, and I was listening to Corey Gray's podcast, uh, and he put out a tweet that I, I kind of agree with, and I caught some flack when I've talked to a few people about it. Is Randy Orton special? Yeah, I know um, Orton. I mean, I know Graves. 
is a big fan of Orton right now. And there's someone else that was really outspoken recently. Because Corey Graves basically came out and said, it's about time people start using yeah, Randy yeah, Orton and goat in the GOAT category, greatest of all time. Yeah, he, he is. And the for him, uh, I believe you got to look, the longevity that he's just yes. been around. And the uh, he's what? Uh, I think he's pushing 40. Yeah, but I'm thinking he is he's a double digit world champion. I oh mean, yes. Twelve or thirteen time world champion. Um so yes, he is a, a special one that I do think um people don't realize at the moment. Yeah, I would agree with that one hundred percent. Um is he gonna be top ten of all time? That would be an interesting conver- uh, conversation. He'll land in the honorable mention at the bare minimum. And at the bare minimum, I, At the yes. bare minimum, he'll land in an honorable mention. He will be in that discussion for a top ten of all time. Because Randy Orton's one of those individuals. So he's been a four-time world heavyweight champion, one-time tag champion, nine-time WWE champion, IC yeah, so champion. 13 world championships right there. Right? SmackDown champion, U.S. title once, and Money in the Bank winner, and two-time Royal Rumble winner. Yeah. He's a, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. No doubt. He is um, one of those guys that I think will probably miss when he's gone more so. You know one of the, you know what I mean by that? Like, oh, yes. No, no. Miss, yeah, you don't realize it till they're gone and then you really miss them. But he's he has been uh, one of those great uh, heels of, uh, of all time. Sure. He'll be one of those individuals, and, and that's the beauty of Randy Orton. When you're looking around and it's, where's this story going? Where's that story going? Here's Randy Orton that fits in there perfectly. And you don't have a question of the story because he sells it so well. He creates it so well with what he does. Yeah. And I think back to to almost bring it full circle. I think back to the feud that him and Brock Lesnar had. But keeping in mind, Orton was on SmackDown. Lesnar was on Raw. He came in through the crowd, the RKO out of nowhere, and basically catching him almost. And even then, at that point, he was a face basically to some degree. But doing all the heel tactics that I think – He'll be one of those individuals that when we look around, it's almost of, man, he was go- he's going to land on, I won't say our generation, but the next generation's Mount Ru- Mount Rushmore. Yeah, he could. He could very well. And I think you've hit uh, the nail on the head with that, with Randy Orton, as far as not probably not getting as much appreciation as he deserves right now. Let me ask you about one. Yeah. And this is a guy that we've now seen be very successful, in my opinion, in, in three different promotions. Chris Jericho. Ooh. I mean, he was never a world champion in WCW as no. what WCW he was a cruiserweight. Was. Yeah, he was a cruiserweight uh, for the majority of his career there, but he was a very successful character in WCW, WWE, and now even at AEW, helping launch the new the new promotion. He, I, to me, and I know people will argue this. I think he's still one of the underrated talents. He is up there for the fact of look where he bought himself. And when I say that. Where he was in the cruiserweight division, and it's him, it's Eddie Guerrero, it's Dean Malenko, it's Benoit, Chris Benoit, it's basically almost the luchadors of wrestling in this guy coming over to WWE. And I can even remember back in the day when they uh, basically unified the titles, and he was the first champion beating out Stone Cold and The Rock. Everyone had an issue with that, but I, to me, I think that's what started him on the proper path of getting himself to that status. Because I think, and even though I'll, I'll openly admit to it, I'm someone who's hard on him because I want to see other stars get their shine in AEW, and I wish he would drop the title right about now. But I know just in terms of what he can do on the mic and his athleticism in the ring, whether heel or face, and the way that he can carry a promo is set by, nar- by far 
one of the best, if not the best that's out there, whether heel or face. I mean, look at it. Think of it. You're on the list. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The way he's reinvented himself and the things he's come up with, whether it's the list or you stupid idiot or the light up jacket, the light up the jacket, or when he was in WCW and he had that uh, security guard that would come down with him. Big or, overweight security yeah, yeah, guard. Yeah, and he would wear the little t- <laughs> tiny, <laughs> tiny uh, shirt, shirt that would always cover yeah. up his top. And then I remember when he was doing the. Um, uh, you know the fight the when he was fight facing uh Benoit not Benoit uh Malenko and you know Malenko Malenko's uh nickname was a man of a thousand holds yes. and he did the promo of he was going to read all he was the man of a thousand and one holds and he <laughs> was reading off all the, the the list of holds and WC and Nitro went to commercial break and then we came He's back still and he reading was still hold. in the ring reading holds and repeating armbar like at 20 times as he was reading I mean and now to the inner circle I mean, he he has reinvented himself so many times. He, if it, it, again, kind of like Gordon, if he's not in your personal top ten, he's in the honorable mentions, and he was in that discussion at the bare minimum. And it's amazing. I had to look because I wanted to know all the different titles that he's held so many times. Okay, so like I made mention of, he's the first undisputed WWE WWF champion. Excuse me, three time world heavyweight champion, two time WCW uh, world heavy world heavyweight champion. Nine-time WWF, WWE, IC champ, two-time WWE, US, European, hardcore, two-time WWE tag, five-time WWE world tag team champions. And even, I guess you got to say, you look at the list of the people that he's worked with, Benoit, tagged with Benoit, The Rock, Christian, Edge, Big Show. He's going to be, I think he'll be another one that I hope he's able to stay around even like when wrestling's over for him whether it be in a production capacity or even a management role, because I think the next generation would miss out seeing a guy like this. And I say that because as I watch NXT, it is one of those things that it's hard to see anybody that's there that has the skill that he has yet in terms of on the mic. Cody would probably be up there, and I would say maybe Moxley. But he still, I think, just because of his longevity and experience, you would probably put put him above them now another one that I I wondered about and granted he's gone you know obviously he's been retired for quite some time but I want to know did he make the special special uh, category for you well two actually the first one Brett the Hitman Hart yes I I am a big fan of Brett the Hitman Hart I think he is a very underrated wrestler I agree partly because his career uh, I guess ended abruptly and and was shortened after he was injured in WCW by Goldberg. That was but, the next person I was going to yeah, ask well, you about. We'll get to Goldberg in a minute uh, for sure. But, yeah, definitely Bret Hart is uh, a special, one of those definitely top ten. I mean, he had he, he, it's hard to find a bad match that he had. And he would go in the ring with guys who constantly had bad matches. And he would put on good matches with them because he knew how to work it. Uh, he he is one of the all time greats, no doubt, and I do appreciate his. Uh, and he kind of came in. I, if he had stuck around in WWE and lasted throughout the Attitude Era, mm-hmm. maybe he would have been uh, more appreciated and bigger. But he kind of bridged that gap for WWE between uh, Hulk Hogan departing to WCW and the Attitude Era kicking off. And he was a. And obviously he. Uh, you know, existed in in both of those worlds. He was there when Hogan was there, mostly as the Heart Foundation tag team, correct, with Anvil. And then, of course, he was there with Austin because him and Austin had the big uh, feud. But and then when he went to WCW, I think that was kind of a 
you know, I, I can't think of the word, but I mean, it was kind of a it killed his career almost. No, I agree with it that. It never got going. Over it there, never, man. it never worked out the way that I think he wanted it to, or the way we would have liked it to, because he left WWE. Essentially, and people would argue with this, if not number one, but in the top five in terms of active on the roster at that point in time. If it wasn't Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, he was in that top. A, and, and plus, think of how hot he was. I mean, yes. because he was the heel at the time, uh, anti America, him and Owen and British Bulldog and, and Anvil, I think, was back, right? And yes. Brian Pillman was in the in that group. I mean, just anti American pro. Canada, oh, it was it was a really good time to, uh, back then. Now, the other person that uh, we we talked about it earlier and we said we'd get to, Bill Goldberg. Now, we know the way that Goldberg started off. And, you know, I wish they would have let Goldberg be more like Lesnar. And to that extent, what I mean is I love the fact that Brock Lesnar is still with Paul Heyman. It's perfect. If he's not great on the mic, put him with one of the best mic guys that there are in the business and let that be and let the rest do it in the ring. Is Bill Goldberg special to you? Taking out that match over in Saudi Arabia against the Undertaker, <laughs> well, you definitely we'll, give take him, that we'll, we'll take that one out for him. Uh, yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. I I don't, I don't think so in my mind. Uh, maybe you have him in the discussion, um, but long term, most of, most of his career was just, um, you know, squash matches. Yeah, and that's how he built up that streak in WCW, and a lot of them were against nobodies. I remember. When they were and they were just padding the streak is all they were doing. When he was champion, he was facing guys every, you know, he would go on a three or four week run in between pay per views where he was facing like Hugh Morris or uh, Glacier when or, he was at yeah, the end of his run. Glacier or Fit Finley, and it's like these guys they're just doing nothing but trying to pad his pad it. And then when you look at his WWE career, yes, it was special, and I enjoyed it when personally when he came back and him and Brett, uh, Brock had the thing, uh, what, two years ago or three years ago now? Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not going to put him in the top of all time. And see, and I can't either, and unfortunately, because we talked about it a few minutes ago, it is one of those things, and I know accidents happen, things happen in the ring. That's going to be always be a black mark on there for Goldberg is With Brett. you put out Brett. I think there was like a couple others. He, you know, he he has a reputation of uh, of of shooting, you know, for for real. I think he has hurt a couple guys wow. over his career, but not ending careers like yeah. maybe he did with um, <laughs> Brett with the kick to the head. Yeah, with the kick, but uh, definitely hurting some guys and putting them out for a little bit. Um, but you know, and I like Goldberg. I mean, when I hear he's going to be somewhere, I perk up and pay attention uh like i for smackdown even this past week yes when he when they announced he was going to be facing uh or he Fiend was going to go do, on, yeah, yeah promo with yeah the when Fiend. he was going to go to saudi arabia and they were going to announce his opponent i you know i made a point to listen and according to the ratings a lot of people did so uh, you know obviously this is subjective and for some people maybe he is but just not for me and that's why, I, you know, obviously, like I started this whole thing off and I hated that I started on a morbid point, but that was just it. It was one of those things of and, and you know, we very rarely give any lessons here. But for any listeners of the finishing move, I guess we need to appreciate talent while we have them for some of them, because like like we started Brock Lesnar is one of those ones where I look at him a little different now. Because I see just how special he is. I see just. I don't know when we're going to see the next one. We saw the WWE try to recreate. I won't call him special, but I'm going to use him as the example. Where Dave Batista, he was a good one. He was a good guy. 
And they re- tried to recreate him with Mason Ryan. Yeah. And that became an epic fail. <laughs> we'll never have another Brock Lesnar. And that's, you know, I, I want to enjoy him as much as we can while he's here. And any other superstar that we have that's out there. So it was just kind of an interesting conversation, interesting thought that I had. And wanted to see, you know, how special he was. Well, well, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think you brought up a couple of really good ones that are currently out there right now. Randy Orton probably Another being good the one. biggest yeah. one that you brought up. I think he really fits that mold. And then um, uh, Brock definitely as well. And there was one more you brought up, but I can't remember. I think wrong. The Fiend will work his way to that point. And I think, you know, obviously there's some tweaks. Because to me, The Fiend is still new. Well, The Fiend, yeah. Yes, the Fiend, definitely, he's only been around for less than a year. Yeah, The Fiend is still new. I mean, obviously, every, as people hate the red light, myself included, I think he can work him, his way to that point. And as smart of a wrestler and creative as Bray Wyatt is, I have no doubt that he'll keep reinventing and redesigning and editing The Fiend a little bit more and more to make him more special to make it more unique and to make it more creative so look while we're doing it we're going to enjoy who we have in terms of our special wrestlers and our superstars that we have because you know when they're gone we're, we'll be talking about them the way i talk about undertaker going in a match i don't want you in another match taker sorry but this has been the finishing move the dark matches on behalf of my tag team partner adam and road dog gillespie and the third member of our team who couldn't be here chris colwell You've been listening to The Finishing Moves. You can check us out every Thursday on the Atlanta Sports X, 1230 AM, 106.3 FM, or you can download the Atlanta Sports X app, Google, iTunes. You can also hear the podcast from there, where we're also on Apple and iTunes as well. So you can take wrestling with you wherever you want, and you can take some of the best guys in the business to talk about it. Once again, you're listening to The Finishing Move. Big John Radcliffe, Adam the Road Dog Gillespie. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.